Butch. Hello. Oh, listen to you. what a what a sad sad hello that was. That's no Jack Armstrong hello right there. No. Uh, no but before just before we get to you and the events of today for the last three weeks really. Um, once again, we are Denoless. Um, he claims he's making a late game appearance. Uh, but you know what? We may not even let him in if he tries to get in. So we, we, I think this could be it. This, you know what? I think we may be done with two things today. We may be officially done with the Raptors, and we are maybe officially be done with Deno. They're both disappointments. I don't know how we block him. That's a problem. If he comes in, I, I can. Listen, you just saw what happened with our tech. I can take care of that. I did. That's no problem. I did. That's no problem. Yeah. Um, all right, listen. Uh, before we get right into it, Let's not let's not go too crazy just yet because um, I mean I know all the all the guys Woj, Shams, everyone's saying the trade deadline is over. Now there have been historical uh, uh, reference points where you know oh nothing's been announced yet, but then some trade comes flying through the door. So I'm still like there's like I'm still thinking like there's a two percent chance that during this pod or at some point. We could hear something that says, "Oh no, the Raptors actually did do something." We've heard nothing from the Raptors. Masai usually comes out and and, um, and says, "Hey, you know what?" Uh, tweets he'll tweet something. But if it is not that, we are the epitome of the status quo uh, minus one trade that did not change our trajectory. So, Kitch, all that said, let's assume it is status quo. We've got all the the same players. Where yet? We have Pirtle. Well, that's what I'm saying. But assuming, as I just said, minus one trade that didn't change our trajectory, we are basically the exact same team with a uh, with a slight upgrade. Uh, do you listen when I'm talking? Do you listen? No, I I too do. <laughs> right. um, so yeah, I, I mean, we're not much different than we were 24 hours ago. No, we're not at all. We're no different. And if you watch Pirtle play last night, you're like, he was he was horrific last night. He couldn't make a two foot shot. Where his life depended on it. So, yeah, like we and this this is it. Like we, everybody saw, we're in a three game win streak. Well, we beat we beat the Rockets. Who everybody beats the Rockets. We beat the Grizzlies without Durant and and Stephen Adams. Well, or or John Morant, but not Durant. Didn't ever play for the Grizzlies. Oh, sorry, yeah, no, so John Morant. Right. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, and then we knock off the Misfits from San Antonio. Like what a discombobulation that team is we're at the game last night we're like who are these guys so you recognize about three names and the rest are just guys you never even heard of um so so what we can do is we can beat the lousy teams and we beat the good teams if the good teams are resting their good players but we don't match up well against the teams the good teams with their starters in and we haven't solved that problem that's that's, that's well i mean listen i i think I, Let's take a step back. I think we need to talk about the last two and a half, three weeks where the entire NBA was suggesting that the Raptors held the key to all of this. Now, obviously, the, the key to the trade deadline, right? That, that everyone was waiting on the Raptors. Well, I don't know how that intel gets out there. I don't know if, if that was uh, the Raps you know, making inquiries they never were really interested in doing. Were we asking for way too much? Um, but then there obviously, I, there was a shift here pretty quickly. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is the result. If the whole Kyrie KD thing doesn't happen, right? Like the Kyrie thing changed everything like overnight. Cause immediately everyone thought, well, how long is KD going to want to be around? And then, uh, Phoenix makes an, obviously an all in move, uh, that chase. So that took Phoenix out of, you know, OG was a discussion point there, but 
We also had a lot of discussion points around the Knicks, around Memphis wanting OG for three. You know, so, I mean, is this a case of the Raptors? Do we overplay our hand from the standpoint of just ask way too much for a guy like OG where other teams are going, well, that's crazy. I'm, I'm just not doing that. If, if Durant is worth four first-round picks, is it feasible to say that OG is worth three plus a plus a player that comes back in that trade too? Like that, I mean – for me, the disparity between KD and OG is massive. I'm not sure it's one first round pick. Yeah, well, they, they, they could be five for Durant. There's one. There's one. There's another one in there that could actually could make it five first round picks. Um, but yeah, I for a play you get a player in there though. If you get if you get you get a, you get another player like somebody who ties with OG, who's a mid level player. We have. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like the, the thing is everything you read, read about every talk show, everybody said, OG was the guy that was on the block. So there was enough of it out there that, sh- that sort of showed that, yeah, this, this is probably true. Like if you read it everywhere, it's probably got some truth to it. So obviously, obviously I think we were just asking too much. I, I don't think anybody was willing to pay what, what Mazai was willing to sell. And, uh, I, I think it's caught everybody off off that and every like even today you go to the cbs sports today and, and you look at the the trade tracker and there was a picture of freddie and then it was a picture of og and it was freddie og all day long with those were the two pictures on the on that so it was it was out there it just nothing came to fruition which makes me feel that 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 Masai wanted too much for those guys yeah i mean i i, I that's the only conclusion i can draw or they were never really serious about breaking up this core and that their vision remains intact, that this is a, t- this is a nucleus that they can add to a portal uh, being one piece of that. We're still way, we have no shooting. So we're still, we're still missing that. But, you know, I was saying to Brock, Brock, listener, Brock's not happy. Very, not, definitely not happy. Uh, so I, I've, I've received a couple of texts from him. The first one being, are we sure Masai is as good as everyone says he is? And I actually think, I think he said that in anger, but I actually think it's a legit question. Masai has this reputation of being this all-world, all-knowing GM who's an assassin. He'll rip your, you know what? He made, as far as I can tell, he's made one trade. And it was such a big deal because it was from De, it was a traded to Rosen, who was our franchise guy, who had just committed within the last two years to resign the first real free agent to really resign. Like that was the big deal. But we're making it out like this was some sort of genius trade. It was a no-brainer trade yep. in hindsight. Yep. Kawhi wanted out of San Antonio. San Antonio did not want to keep him in the West, so that the East were there were limited options. And when you think about it, we swapped uh an all-star for a better all-star and we gave up one first rounder. Right. And a couple of, I mean, it was a no brainer trade. Like, I don't think you're a genius for making that trade. Uh, and yeah, it led to a title, but we couldn't keep them after that. So what have we done since then? And I know we talk a lot about, uh, you know, we're a great development team. We get all these, you know, undrafted free agents who turn out to be great or, or you know, really solid. And there is something to be said for that. So yeah, we have an eye for talent. We can develop, but I, I think it's a legit question. I don't know if Messiah is some some uh, upper echelon GM who keeps wheeling and like. What do we have right now? We have a middling team, who I think everyone who watches us would suggest this is a uh, you know an average team with no real upside. And if anything, which I just read before we came on, now we've got a ton of downside risk because in theory, yep. Trent and uh, Freddie 
could walk and we get nothing for them or very, very little for them. Um, so that's a risk. But however, I'm assuming Masai and, and Bobby Webster know more than that. I, I doubt that's going to happen, but that's a real thing now. So we've not gotten a ton better and we have a way more downside risk. But if that's, if that's not going to happen, then we're paying these guys a lot more money to be a mingling team for the next few years. Well, absolutely. If that's if this be if their plan is that we're going to keep this core and try and build off it, then yeah, yeah. what are we? We are a five hundred ish type team uh, that can't get out of the first round. For and if we sign these guys for the next four or five years potentially, yeah, which is a horrible GM move because when everybody was talking about these guys need to be traded, that's basically everybody saying your team is broken. Something needs to be fixed here. That, that was, that was the whole yeah. NBA universe universe saying that. And for you to, for you to turn the blind eye to that as GM say, no, we're not changing anything. We're not, we're not, we're not broken. We're not fixed. Then you better be damn right in your next move because you've just all, all you've already stuck your neck out on this one by trying to trying to keep a nucleus together that people don't believe in. Uh, yeah. Again. So I, I responded to Brock and Mike that it's like, I, I think, listen, I could be totally wrong. I have no, I have, and this is going to cause all kinds of problems too on the, on talk nation. Uh, but I have no idea if this is true for sure, but there have been stories. We're kind of close to a few of them, right. With respect to who Masai is and his character and his sort of, uh, I think Masai loves Masai. Oh yeah. Right? I don't think, I don't think, does. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. Um, and I am therefore wondering, can Masai not accept this failure? Can he not accept the fact that he has not constructed the team that, you know, he sort of told everyone like, yes. And Ka- Kawhi walks out. His tweet is we've got, I've got this, right. I got this right. Yep. And now this is what I got us has is this team. Yep. And I'm wondering if Messiah can't sit there and go, you know what? Yeah. A total rebuild or blow it up means I fucked up and I'm not willing yeah. and I'm not willing to do it. Well, right. Because that are very ego driven. Well, those guys are very ego driven and that that's a blow to your ego to, to, to come. But as a good GM, you have to be able to do that. And uh, yeah. Yeah. If he can't, if he can't do that, then he's probably leaving. <sighs> then, then there's a point of him saying, well, why am I going to do this? I'm going to be gone in the summer because I've, I've screwed up here. I'm not going to admit I screwed up, but I'm just going to go to New York. So I'm going to go to another friend, another, another team. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's not in the cards for him now, right? Like he just resigned two years ago for a shitload of money. Like he's not going anywhere. However, I now think we are absolutely at the point in time where this is going to go one of two ways for him. He is either going to, I got this with this team, right? And we're going to, and we're going to be a competitive to, you know, to get out of the first round, maybe get to a conference final or we're not. And I'm thinking if that doesn't happen in the next sort of three years, then I think Messiah is going to be gone because this is, you can't, we cannot toil in mediocrity and pay a massive tax bill, which we are potentially doing if we go and resign Fred, Gary, OG, and then Pascal, right? So the exact same nucleus that is 26 and 30 right now, yep. right? Yep. Um, so I don't know. And I'll tell you what, if anything, I'm now really questioning whether or not Nick Nurse will be the coach of this team next year. Well, with the same core, yeah. Like I, I think Nick, Nick Nurse's savior was to get a few uh, fresh bodies in there play a different style of role, but with the totally. same core nucleus. Yeah. I think he, there might be a point where he's happy to go somewhere else too. Well, yeah, but I think this is laying the foundation for, you know, we kept the core. We need a new voice. We're moving on from Nick. Like I, I really, I, I, if you had to, if you had to uh, make me bet right now, I would say in the summer, we're going to have a mutual parting of the ways. Yeah. No. You know what? 
I w- that would not surprise me now if they if he, wa- he was willing to keep the core because Nick has not been the same. He's not as animated as he was at the beginning of the season. Nope. It, it I agree. Almost, like he almost feels like when you see him at the games, he kind of sees the writing on the wall, and uh, and he's I almost think he's not he's not nearly as invested or as as angry or as emotional as he was in the early part of the season. So whether he's sort of thinking this team's going nowhere or I'm not going to be with this team long term or who knows who knows what's going through his head, but yeah, I mean it's really. It's it's just it feels like such a letdown again because of the buildup, and you can't blame you can't blame the Raps for that. Like the the NBA building up the Raps as as the team uh, that's going to dominate the trade deadline. Like that's that's not the Raptors' fault, but it just feels like such a letdown, and it really does feel like we are now stuck in quicksand for for the foreseeable future. Like I, I I don't know I don't know how this team gets better in free agency now. Right through the draft, because you know what? Look at this. Here we are, as of last, in tenth place. Right in a playing out of the lottery, out of the lot. We've got an easy part of our schedule coming up. We're probably or we're going to be favored in the next three or four games. Right, and God forbid if we if we actually roll through these next three or four games, and we're on an eight game winning streak. Jesus, that would be a disaster. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we got to get. So what are we? Four and a half games back from sixth. So now, yeah. now, if you want to make a push for this, you got to get to sixth. So we got yeah. to get to figure out, you got to get sixth, but don't finish ninth or tenth. Do not finish ninth or tenth. Like that is that is a kiss of death. Well, ninth or tenth is a disaster. At least seven or eight, you get two cracks at the game. But then you, but but to what? Become the eight seed and then play Milwaukee or Boston yeah. teams that we have zero chance of beating. Yeah, like zero. Not even like hey, a puncher's chance. Right. Zero chance. I know it. I know this is like, it is bizarre. It's bizarre that we're in this, this uh, situation. And I'm telling you if that, if that OG deal was real for three first rounders, even if it was for the Knicks, we had to take that, you know, because clearly these first round draft picks are assets to do more down the road. Like, look at, I mean, it, if you have an extra, well, look at, look at what um, um, the Warriors did today. Right. We'll, We'll get to the other trades here in a minute, but the Warriors, they gave up Wiseman for five second round yeah. um, uh, picks, right, from Atlanta, and then flipped those second round picks, all five of them, to get Peyton back, right? So ultimately, they paid, they traded, yeah. So they ultimately traded uh, Gary Payton the se- or Wiseman for Gary Payton the second, right? Which, yeah. you know, people and now uh, Portland said they're going. I've got five second round picks from Atlanta for the next whatever, and so draft picks are capital that ultimately lead to, I think quality players so yeah we get some shit back from new york from a player wise who knows what that would have been but we have their three first round we we can then flip those three first rounders into quality players mm-hmm. into a shooter yeah yeah 100 it is it, i find this extremely frustrating extremely frustrating you know what i i don't have a lot to do tomorrow uh, as we prepare to go to the game i might get my resume ready and drop it off at mlsa <laughs> for what role well, I mean, obviously, front office, they need help there, clearly. <laughs> right? I mean, have a girl pair office, have a girl pair and, and stick your neck in. Well, again, I know it's we talked about like this this assassin, Messiah the assassin, he'll do anything, he'll rip your heart, like, or he'll do absolutely nothing year after year now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Miss on draft because yeah, I don't care what anyone says, Flynn's a miss. Coloco jury's out. I, I, that one could be a steal. I, we don't know yet. Yeah. Right? It's But it's not like, I don't know. Like and it's, then make your offseason trades. You bring in Porter Jr. You bring in Pirtle. Like, 
they're, they're not game changers. No, those, those guys are, are going to are gonna take you to another level. No, but a Pirtle type, like I, I see, I'll tell you what, they're getting ripped online for that trade, right? Uh, now it's a protected first rounder. So I don't know yeah. what the protection is, but I'm assuming it's lottery protected, right? Yeah. So anything outside the lottery, uh, then you know, we're going to give up that pick. And then two second rounds, second rounders, fuck. I, you know what? Give away as many second rounds as you want. Like the odds of you landing something in the second round that actually works out yeah. are pretty slim. So I don't, I don't mind taking that risk, but Pirtle's a piece. Like he does nothing. Like he's a great piece. If we've got that team, yeah. right. That's a contender that we need another big body. Who's going to go in there and bang Noah's role, so like big. not demand the ball, like all that shit. Like he's perfect for that. He's a perfect piece, but he is a piece now. He's another middling piece on a middling team. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, what did you get? 20, 12 points, nine rebounds, 26 minutes a game. And I'll tell you what. Just, just, I'll tell you what, Raptors Nation. If tomorrow night he plays in the introduction or whatever, whenever he comes in, if there are people standing up and getting excited about his return, like that's that's bullshit. I'm not, I will not be standing. I'll, I'll applaud, but I'm not standing up. Yeah, I'll apply too because you got to you got to yeah. give the guy some confidence. But yeah, I don't need. Sure. To stand He's not standing ovation worthy. Like, oh my god, look what we have. We got Pirtle. I would stand because you know what? He didn't even deserve um, the um, the score. Like the um, when he, on his return, his return back to Toronto the first yeah. time, and we gave yeah. him a a timeout. We gave him a a Yaka Pirtle highlight reel. Yeah. On the like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? That was the. I guarantee you, that was the shortest highlight reel return in the history of guys coming back to a team. You know, I, when I saw that trade go through too, I'm thinking, okay, we gave up a, a first round, first rounder in 2024 draft. I'm thinking, okay, well, that's all right. Cause when we, when we trade OG, we're going to get that first round back from some other. Right. Team. Yeah. Right. As okay. soon as we did that trade, I, I, I was texting Brock and you guys, and I was like, fucking OG's for sure gone now. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. And here come three, you know, here come three returns, yeah. uh, first round returns. And I'm like, perfect. Our team's basically going to be the same because we, you know, you pearl for, for uh, OG. Upgrade in rebounding, downgrade in uh, on ball defense, but like whatever, our teams are still going to be. We're probably going to miss uh, miss out on the playoffs. You know, we'll be in the lottery, and you know, now like that would have been something. Yeah, we'd be yeah. having a different conversation right now. Yeah, you'd have you'd have a bit of hope. Like you'd actually have a bit yeah of hope. something. We'd be excited about something. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, if we have the seventeenth pick in the draft this year with the exact same core coming back, and we have no cap flexibility, we're done. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm officially. Not, not only am I going to hand in my resume to MLSC tomorrow, but I'm also going to put my one seat, my one season ticket seat up for sale. I'm done. I don't want to be, I don't want to be there anymore. I can't wait to share with that stranger. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I might take a loss. I, I might just give it. Yeah. I'll take a huge L on the investment. I just got to transfer mine. I'm going to be Miami or something like that. All right. So like, listen, here we go. So we're at the game tomorrow night. We got the jazz, uh, who are, you know, it's interesting that they didn't do more. I thought they were going to do more at the deadline yeah. here too. Um, and then what's our, uh, I should be, I should be getting Bobby. Bobby's here. Uh, we're going to talk about that in AOB, why, why I'm traveling with my son, which is a whole other set of issues, I might add. Um, but let's just quickly go, let's just quickly run through uh, the wraps uh, schedule uh, for the next, well, let's call it seven games here. Because um, I think, it's a ton, a ton of winnable games coming out. All right, here we go. Next three, Jazz, home Jazz, home Pistons, home Magic. So three very, very winnable games. Now, then home Pelicans with no um, Zion. They're a bit of a mess lately. Like they, uh, So I'm going to call that winnable. Then at Pistons winnable. 
and then at Cavs, who we're three and zero on. So that's the like that's the one I would say. You know, but we we could easily win. We could be on a nine game winning streak, walking into Cleveland with all kinds of confidence, walking into Cleveland team we've already beaten three times. You know, and then look at it. But even after that, then we're home Bulls, home Wizards, home Wizard. Or sorry, away Wizards, away Wizards. Right. So there's three more. Uh, you're gonna call it winnable. Yeah. Then then we go back on the road for some tough ones. Right. So but. Uh, then you've got at Nuggets, at Clippers, at Lakers, right? So, but I'm telling you, out of these next 12, 13 games, we're going to be favored in 10 of them. Well, that's and if we win 10 of our next 13, we'll be in the sixth seed. <laughs> we'll be in the seventh seed if we win 10 of our next 13. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. What a disaster. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is, let's move on to something else. This is just too. Well, I mean, listen, I, what, else, what, else, what else did we say? All right, listen, let me ask you this. Odds that we resign Freddie to a max and Trent to a max. Odds Both of them. Zero. Oh, see, I'm the exact opposite. I think it's almost an automatic. I think that's the game plan. Oh, really? I yeah, because you can't if you if if Masai and Bobby aren't sitting there going, well, no, we're going to resign these guys. Then you have to trade them. If there's any doubt, if there's someone, hey, you know what? I'm not sure. We're going to resign for it. Then you have to trade them because the risk is too big. I mean, how many times do we need to get bitten by the same bug, right? Yeah. We we let McGrady walk for nothing. I know before Messiah's time, we let uh, Bosch walk for nothing because we weren't sure if we were going to resign. Like, so if there's any doubt that you're not resigning or that they may not resign, yeah. then you have to trade. So I'm telling you, I would say it's 96% chance both those guys are getting signed to, to four-year Max contracts for whatever their for their ranges. Wow, that's not a recipe for success. That is, uh, yeah, I, I can't even talk about it. It's just, it's just, it's so. Well, I, well, I don't know if you know this, but podcast. That's what we do. We can't just sit here and not talk. Yeah, let's not talk. That would be that, that would be. <laughs> let's mourn. We're just gonna mourn today. Listen, we can't let all fifteen thousand of our TikTok. We have no cuts this week for our TikTok for fifteen thousand. Just oh, no do, cuts. We we next section. Next section. Uh, sure. All right. Well, you want to, all right. You want to move, let's well, before we get to LeBron and his whole because uh, we do need to talk about his uh, career achievement, which is very very impressive. Um, but let's talk about the other the trades here. We obviously need to talk KD and the whole. Let's talk KD Kyrie. You want to talk about it? You want to talk about start with Kyrie because it was the first. Yeah, one. but it, they're one that they're to me. It's like they're twins, right? They okay. they were cut. They that is that was a an a, an egg that was divided in two, and one sperm. Yeah. Yeah, that, those are identical twins, right? Um, so, I mean, if listen, we think we have it shit right now. How would you like to be a Nets? How would you like to be a Nets fan? You got you see the draft picks. What did I what did I say they had? They had a uh, so they've turned their three future Hall of Famers into uh, seven players who remain on the team. That's a Wednesday night. Yeah. Six six unprotected first picks, one yeah. protected first pick. Uh, one first round pick swap and two second round picks. Like they get, like, they, they just have a team. They're going to have a team full of rookies and they're starting to start again. Okay. But, but here we go. Right. Trust the process. Hanky. It, it has worked in Philadelphia. I don't care what anyone says. It has worked in Philadelphia. It took a long time for it to work, but it worked. Yeah. Look at Oklahoma city. All of a sudden, ton of young guy with really good talent. Yeah. Like I, I do th- I don't hate that. That's why, I, like, had we blown it up, I think I would have reconciled that pretty quickly. That yeah, we're going to see a lot of bad basketball for the next three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, see, but I think it would have been like, all right, but there's a path forward with Scotty at the helm. You, then you have to do really well in the drafts. And like, like there's something at least to, to hang on to that, but that how, way, like, how does, and, and I think it can work, but how does he not come to the Raptors? Like, how does he not come to the Raptors for two first rounds or three first rounds for OG or Freddie? Like, how does he, he, you want to, well, cause he's got seven, he's got seven there. You think give up two or three for a player who actually can, cannot be a wild card rookie. Well, so, but again, and you can, and then you can, yeah, if you have the right, if you have the right team behind that, then you can parlay those guys into quality players that then add to a team that, you know, so there's all, there's all kinds of options at that stage, but here, you know, before we, I was going to, I meant to ask you guys this or you, cause Dennis not here. Um, did we offer Gary and OG and four first rounders for KD? Did we, no, I'd like to know if we did. I don't think so. I don't think we did either, but I, you know what? I, why not? What the fuck not? Cause Katie's, I not, Katie's not living in Toronto. Katie's not coming to Toronto. He loves nurse. He loves nurse. He's, he's ta- he talks incredibly highly about nurse. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it, there's not much he can do. Like he's got to come. He's gone for, we got him for three more years after this one, yeah. but I just want to know, did we offer it? Because like, what are we waiting for? Like then you've got enough of a nucleus. Yeah. It's not going to win this year. Probably but you have enough of a nucleus. If that's your, if that's your court, then I'm all for keeping Freddie and Pascal um and Barnes. That's a pretty good starting four. And then you got to, and then you, you've got Pearl on the back end. Yeah, yeah it's, that's a that's a pretty. If Pearl's your five, that's a really good starting five. Mm-hmm. It's a really good starting five. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just think Durant's he's a ticking time bomb. You don't you don't win in your first year. What happens then? Does he does he quit on you? Does he demand well, you move? Maybe. Him? Yeah, maybe. But I want to I want to know if we made the offer. I want answers. Yeah, well, nobody's gonna know that. Yeah, they, well, you know, we we'll hear we'll hear whispers somewhere if if they at least if they're in that sweepstakes at all. Well, we we heard whispers that OG was going. We heard whispers that Freddie was going. So, I think these whispers are. Full. Are you saying we're not connected? I don't think. I don't think they're. You saying we have bad intel, bad sources, bad intel. All right. Um, all right. So yeah, there's the mess with the KD Kyrie. I mean, obviously Kyrie. I mean, listen, the rumor is or the story is he asked for an extension. They said we won't talk about it till after the season. He says, I want out. And then they trade him very, very quickly. <laughs> I mean, but, he's, this is what he said, or is this, was, is this a proven thing? No, this is, this is, this is on record. Okay. Uh, Kyrie has said, I asked for an extension. They said no. Uh, but they didn't say no, we wouldn't give it. They said, well, we'll deal with it after the season. Um, and you know, next thing you know, he's, he's a maverick. And I, I guess in theory, it worked out better because they got something in return. Yeah. Right? Yeah. More capital. Yeah. Uh, you know, a decent player and didn't Whitty back. Yep. Um, but yeah, what like the best who, thing, Kyrie, the New York Post, the the New York Post the next day. Um, there's a, there was the front page of the post. Kyrie makes more than a hundred million bucks, misses 134 games, refuses the COVID vax, promotes anti-semantic movies, wins one playoff series. Was he there five years? Was he there? Like right now, wins one playoff series. And demands a trade or else, like then it was basically you trade me or else you're you it's I'm gonna make your lives miserable. And then and then has the balls in his first interview at Dallas to say he was disrespected. Yeah, right. I, I mean, it just it, again like we're gonna take. I'm gonna we will take so much TikTok hate for this, uh, producer John. If you put this out there, which I'm not saying you should, please do. 
Uh, actually, the highlight of my week is responding to these idiots on TikTok. Uh, hey, hey, there are listeners. Who, who, who come after us? Well, I mean, the hate, hate talkers. I mean, listen, we have lots of good comments, too. And I always I respond to those people, too. And we obviously, we're getting more followers and more likes. And all, so it's good. But there are like, and we'll get, but it really is unbelievable that Kyrie could live in the world where he feels like he has been wronged in all this. Oh. Doesn't take any accountability. You know, he come out and said, hey, listen, this marriage didn't work out, and I get why. You know, I was part of the problem. There was some issue. Like, no, it's completely the organization's issue. He was disrespected, and therefore, you know, fuck everybody else. And then has the balls to say after when they asked him about, you know, what do you think of the, of the KD trade? And he's like, I'm just glad he got out of Brooklyn. Like, it just, you know what I mean? Don't, don't say that. And, and like, look, right? Look at Boston. Like, so he he same thing in Boston. He. Was thought he was disrespected, demanded to be traded, and they won the title the very next year without his lame, disrespectful well, ass out there. Well, they they didn't win it. They didn't win the title. Oh, they, I thought they did the year after. No, no, no. A couple of years later. <laughs> well, anyway, they won it. Well, they didn't win. They haven't won. They haven't won it yet. But they but they were a better team. They proved they were yes they were they were a better team after he left. A much you know and they made the finals. Yeah, oh, after he left. Okay, so I knew they were there. Right, right there. But he's he um, is a complete. Is everything okay? Are you, are you tired? What's is everything all right? No, I'm tired. It's a complete. I was at the game last night. We got home late. I had to get up early. Oh, you didn't stay over last night, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, he's a complete train wreck. Like he, he Kyrie will ruin any franchise. Um, just a dis- disrespectful human being. Like you imagine him in a locker room, he will ruin a locker room, no matter where he is. By by some, like nobody likes really likes to play with him. They're constantly he's constantly doing stuff publicly that makes your image look worse because you're part of you're part of him with the team. I I'm like I. I'm truly cheering against Dallas now. Like I will, I will cheer for them. Oh my god! And, and and Phoenix. Yeah, and Phoenix as well. And I like I cute as like Cuban, I guess. And I'm I'm surprised Cuban would do this. Like I'm, he seems to be a guy who's got some. Yeah, but speaking of narcissists, right? Yeah. I mean, Cuban Cuban's one of those guys who I think. Um, yeah, I like Cuban, and I so I, narcissist is probably a little bit strong, but I think he believes that he's Mark Cuban. He'll sit him down set him straight, show him the light and that they'll, you know, this will be, he'll, he'll figure him out to a point where Kyrie wants to stay and it'll be Kumbaya, but it won't be no. right. They may not be Kumbaya for the rest of the season, right? Who knows what Kyrie's capable of? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, you know, on top of that, then you have Durant who clearly obviously once Kyrie said, I'm out, said, get me out of here. Cause they trade him pretty quickly, which I, I also think is brutal from the standpoint of Kyrie and Katie put this all together this was their master plan to go to brooklyn to be this like they sold um Pardon? you know Cy. they sold joe Cy and all of this and you know got a billionaire to buy in who i think you know gave him lots of opportunity like it would appear that it doesn't sound like brooklyn did anything to renege on what they what they talked about originally yeah. like these guys had a plan and Brooklyn said okay we'll let you do it here and they, and they did, gave him everything they brought in harden like they brought in harden too and brought in harden and then- for what's not public, like Harden jumped ship a year ago. Is, is he the smart one here? He he saw the, the writing on the wall. Uh, clearly, he did right. And and the stories were that back then, as the hard was just like Kyrie's, like I'm not playing with this guy. Yeah. I can't. This guy is nuts, yeah. right? And we don't, you know, we, you don't know if he's going to show up, not show. Yeah. So Harden's like, get me out of here. Not that hard. My gosh, listen to what we're saying. When Harden <laughs> the voice of reason. looks like the, voice of reason. yeah, Harden's the the one who comes out looking good in all of this. Oh my God, what's happened? What has happened? Uh, so yeah, so that's that's a disaster. Uh, I feel I, I feel for 
our Brook, our Brooklyn brethren. I mean, they, they have it worse than us. You know what? Someone's always got it worse. Well, this is a good example. They do. They do. Now we have Brooklyn's got it worse. Even though you could argue they're they're going to start the rebuild with some core pieces. This um, that Cam Thomas dude who's lighting it up. Like they they've got some like you know now they've got uh, Bridges, yep. solid play. Like they've got they've got middling good core guys. They just noticed they don't have they don't have any of the franchise guys. But you know maybe that comes through draft or trading. Who knows, right? Yep. So, but I do think Joe Sai actually comes out looking. Ultimately, goodness. So where we first finally said, "I think we just finally said enough's enough. You're both out of here. All right, let's get you out of here." So, all right. So there's that. Uh, then the Lakers. Well, there's Durant. We uh, talk about Durant. We didn't. What we just did. So, what did we just talk is, about? What is? Are you going to cheer for Phoenix? Are you? Are you going to hope, hope the? Durant? I just said I'm not going to cheer for Phoenix. I'm not going to cheer for Dallas or Phoenix. Phoenix. I hate both of them. Are you listening? No, I'm not listening to you. Did you have your? Are your hearing aids in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I like the Suns, but now they've done this. I like I just these teams that buy for the playoffs. I I really hope Denver runs through these guys now. For sure, like I oh I I, I, I know. Really well, you know what? If you really hope that, you might as well bet it because their odds went way. Uh, they dropped right. They went higher, and Phoenix has plummeted. Like they went right down uh, to that. They're four and a half to one. I think. Denver's eight now, eight to one. Before they were four or five to one. So, yeah, I'm going to bet Denver just because that's. Uh, and actually, I'm going to. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to bet Golden State because they're now eleven to one, and they'll, they'll be more fun. I don't. I mean, I do. The problem is with this. Oh, Dallas is not. I mean, Dallas has no chance to win. That team's not good enough. Um, but Phoenix is good. Oh, yeah. Like that's a really, really good starting five. And they and they've been there. They know it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're gonna be. I did. I, I if they don't Denver, get hurt, I took Denver. I, I took them at the beginning of the season, sixteen to one. So, oh, oh that's nice. That yeah, uh, but if if yeah, if they don't get hurt, that's a really tough out. Yeah, it's a really really tough out. Phoenix. So yeah. Um. All right. Listen. We no. We have to move yeah. on because um, uh, we're we're already getting we're getting late here. Um. All right, Lakers. They trade. They get finally get rid of Westbrook. Uh, to bring in. Another Russell. I mean, they did that. They did nothing to improve their team, other than I think they have a little bit more cap flexibility out of all this. They they retained their two, their remaining two draft picks, so like they haven't they haven't mortgaged the future yet. But I mean, there's with the, with that move, zero chance that they're a better basketball team. Well, that move is that's probably move is Westbrook saying, "Get me the hell out of here." Like when LeBron came out publicly and said, "I'm really disappointed we didn't get Kyrie." Oh well, yeah, that's basically been, saying. Yeah. He knows the, the, yeah. you know Westbrook's in that trade, so that's basically telling Westbrook, "You're no good. I wanted Kyrie, and yeah, I want somebody else. And, and, yeah, and that, anybody else." So Westbrook went, probably went to the GM, said, "You know what? Get me the hell out of here. This your superstar doesn't want to play with me. And do what you can." Do. So I think they're just trying well, to get off the books again, right? So all right, let's let's break this down, with LeBron. We um, so on the talk, we have absolutely. The, the vitriol around our take um, on LeBron and the Bronny, you know, the, the, the Bronny take where we said, hey, we thought it was arrogant of him to proclaim that he could just make a phone call and blah, 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 right? Well, that is, I mean, it's unbelievable. The most hate we've ever had is around this wow. that, you know, we're a bunch of old white guys. It, like it, the number of people who threw uh, race into it was actually somewhat surprised. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was. No one could understand. We were just making it doesn't matter who would have said that. If anyone says all I have to do is make a phone call, my kids in. I don't care if you're the CEO of Apple, if you're uh, uh, 
a guy works for the city and says, I can get my, like, it didn't matter. It was the idea of like, Hey, I am this person. And therefore all I have to do is make a phone call. Like that's to me, it was, but anyways, we took, we took a whole lot of shit for that. So now LeBron, before we get into this week's, um, uh, LeBron Chronicles, uh, but yeah, I must admit, I do like everyone calling him Lebronto because he owns he owns Toronto, so they call it Lebronto. It is funny. I do like that. I do like it. he did own us? He owned us for a very long time. Uh, yeah, he certainly did. Um, but I mean, he is the all-time leading scorer now. And when you actually break that down, it's pretty crazy impressive that a kid came right out of high school um, and in 150 fewer games than uh, Kareem is the all-time leading scorer. I mean, it's. You, you cannot take away from that. Like that is a legitimate, unbelievable accomplishment. And, you know, I, I watched it cause I wanted to see it. Right. I stayed up, watched it. It was, you know, you could tell that he was clearly possessed to, to get it done that night. But then unfortunately, and here we go, right. It's just my, it's just my opinion of it, but you know, gets the record they stopped the game which they would have done for anybody which they should have i'm okay with all that but that was the interviews after right and Shaq kind of goaded them a little bit into um the whole conversation around greatest of all time the goat conversation and i mean lebron took the bait and he was just like yeah i am the, i'm the i believe i'm the greatest player uh, basketball player of all time and i'm just sitting there going my first thought to, whenever i hear that is one you cannot find a clip of jordan ever saying it you can there is no clip out there where jordan says i am the greatest basketball player of all time uh and i, and I think as jordan knew that he didn't need to say it everybody knew he was right yeah. yeah he knew he didn't need to say it and so he didn't say it and he still hasn't said it because he still because i think i think um if you were to if you were to, to uh, pull uh, the masses, Jordan would come out on top. But LeBron continues to say it because he feels he has to say it, which I think by default makes him not the GOAT. Yeah. You can't be. Right? Yeah. So again, like to me it's not a little like I'm in I'm in I'm in awe. I'm impressed by his accomplishments. I think it's incredible. I think the guy has been an upstanding uh, citizen. But I don't love his mojo. I don't like the way he presents himself. That doesn't mean it's not that's just the LeBron. And then this is another great example. This was his chance just to be like, hey, you know what? Awesome. You know, I'm so privileged. Uh, you know, and he did that. He thanked a lot of people on sort of stuff. But then it just had to, at the end, he just couldn't help himself. Did he ever, did he and ever that's the part I don't like about players? He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He thanked, and he, you know, he was actually, him and Kareem don't have a great uh, relationship, but they were very cordial and very complimentary of one another. So he did. He thanked, he, he did all that. Right. But at the end, it had to be like, oh, and by the way, I'm the greatest of all time. It's just like, oh, uh, why? You know, you kind of ruin the yeah. moment. Yeah. Right. You just kind of ruin the moment yeah. for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. He's, he's an incredible basketball player. He's incredible talent. He's, he's, an incredible human being. If you ever see him up close, he he's probably the most yeah, he's a specimen. Yeah, he's a specimen. Like he is big, thick, and and runs like a deer. Like it, he is just the the poster child for what you want to put together about. So as basketball player, hundred percent great player. Not I don't think the greatest, but a great player. But it comes to the whole package, and his on and off the court shenanigans are things I cannot stand, and that's why he'll never be the greatest in, in me. Like. I've seen a number. I've seen him play a number of games live up close. Seldom does he ever congratulate a teammate, help a teammate off the floor, um, pr like pump up the guys around him to get him going. Like LeBron is, in my eyes, has always been a guy that's focused on LeBron, his own brand, where he wants to go. He doesn't. He doesn't. 
become a good team player and he doesn't really make the people around him that much better. Where a good superstar is a guy that makes the people around him look like they're much better players. Uh, so now I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, I, well, you know what? I'll tell you right now, if John puts that little clip up on TikTok, Oh my God. Oh, that, I mean, we might, <laughs> yeah, we might, we might break the internet on that. That, that could he, be a problem. He, yeah. like, he, he doesn't give a, like, he doesn't take responsibility for it. When he loses, it's never his fault. Uh, for sure. Well, that I agree he, with. He, he traded, he, he traded for Westbrook. The organization did what he wanted to do and, and Westbrook yeah. didn't work out and it was not his fault. Now it was somebody else's fault that Westbrook's here and you got to fix that problem. Pro- problem. Well, yeah, yeah. He's not the front office when he actually is the front office. Yeah. He, I was, listen, his lack of accountability when things aren't going the right way, 1000%, you know, that's an issue. A foul. Every time he goes to the hoop, like he's, he's, he's always crying for a foul. You know, if you're a superstar, suck it up, play the game. He speaks out, like he speaks out in world matters that he has no knowledge in or no history in or no, but he thinks he's so important that he's going to, he's going to speak out on these world, these world topics. All right. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Just a, a, a point counterpoint segment. Apparently we're in here right now. Uh, no, we're still in LeBron. Jordan also took, but Jordan also took a ton of heat for not having an opinion, right? That he was very corporate, uh, didn't want to piss off anybody and therefore didn't, uh, didn't, you know, really take a stand. And a lot of social issues where, you know, I think LeBron has taken a stand and I'm okay with that. I don't know if, I don't know how educated or, or his opinions may or may not have been, but like, I don't know. I, I, I don't, to me, my only issue with LeBron, yeah, I agree with you. Not a great teammate. I, I don't think I would agree with you on does it make his teammates better. I think he probably has over the course of, you know over the course of time, but um, it's just the way he carries himself as a teammate and the woe is me. It's never his fault. No accountability. Like, that's the shit. I think off the court stuff. I think he's contributed. Uh, and he, listen, it is very rare for someone of his magnitude to not have had one issue that we've ever discussed that's not basketball related. Yeah. Right. The only thing you ever talked about him was like, that's pretty impressive. Um, uh, so I, I, but for me, yeah, I, I wouldn't want him as a teammate. Right. Cause it would drive me crazy. And look at AD. Did you see the clip on AD? Oh, if you haven't looked at it, I, I think, I think Dano said it. Go look at the clip of AD as LeBron's uh, eclipsing the record. To me, it's incredibly telling. AD is like not engaged, doesn't even watch. Is sitting down while everyone else is standing. Like, like, the, yeah. There's there's an issue there. Westbrook didn't go over and high five. He was, you know. But I but listen. I'm not a Westbrook guy either. However, he's got a right to be pissed because that was LeBron just shitting all over him. That was just LeBron shitting all over him. And that's you know you you just don't do shit like that. You just don't do it. Um. So my issue with him is around that that part of it. Um. But yeah, it's and a leading scorer. But and uh, not Jordan. Team, he's a leading scorer. Um. How many titles has he won compared to the people that he ran up against in the, in the leading scoring battles? Like he's won way less titles than MJ. Way less titles than the Lake. The Lakers. Oh race. well, he's two less. He's he's two less than. Uh, he's lost a lot of finals. Um, yeah, you could make the art. Well, and you listen. My my biggest argument around the greatest of all time is he lost finals with teams that Jordan would have never lost finals with. He lost to the Spurs, and I get it. They were a really good team. They lost four games to one, and he's got Bosch and Dwayne Wade, uh, you know, are his wingmen. 
You put Jordan on that team. I'm just telling you right now, they are not losing that series. Jordan would have found a to way. Make his teammates better. Well, or score sixty a game. Either one, it wouldn't have mattered. But he would have. He would not have let that team. Like, there's no way Jordan. Like, so that to me is like when he had really good teams around him. That's my argument that Jordan just wouldn't. Jordan, the moment Jordan had the right pieces around him, he went six and zero in the finals. And people are going to give you the competition to all that sort of shit. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You, I'm telling you, you put you put Jordan on any one of those Heat teams that lost in the finals, they win. That's it. That's it. Yeah. They win. Yeah. Right. Cleveland teams a little bit different. You put Jordan on those Cleveland teams. I'm not sure they do win because some of them are pretty weak. Um, but to me, yeah, that's the argument. I mean, I, so all right. Anyways, listen, we got we got to move on here. Uh, Bobby, were there any other big trades that I need to know about? Oh, but Bobby's got breaking news. Bobby, please come. So, and, well, you have to speak into the mic. Masai's asking price no, right into the mic. Lower to the Warriors were the biggest uh, MLB pursuiters. Um, Masai wanted Kaminga, Moody, and three first round picks. Kaminga, Moody, and three first rounders for well, he's not. We're not gonna, they weren't giving up Kaminga. I, I would have taken three first rounders yeah, and Moody. I would too. Done. Two percent. Done. Oh, that's interesting. Bobby, where, where, who's your intel on that? Or did you just Johnny, make that up yourself? Oh, it's all, well, it's on Twitter. It's on the, it's on the bird. It's on the bird out there. All right. Well, that's it. You know, but that actually, so I do think going, well, now we're going back full circle, but I do think that theory of Masai, you know, went out there and just thought, I'm going to ask for the moon, thinking that someone will probably give it to me if they're desperate enough. And it didn't play out. And now. We're just circling back. Wow. Now, we're, now we're stuck. Now we're stuck. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're gonna circle. Yeah, let's. Yeah, now we're stuck. All right, let's let's not go there. Um, I'm trying to think. That, yeah, and all the other sort of trades were somewhat. Uh, I, I don't think there's any other earth-shattering stuff within the NBA. But other than the balance of powers, like it's now. It, that's a pretty tough Western Conference. Yeah, it is now for sure. Two two teams. That is two really teams really tough. Up a notch for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be that that'll be a, that'll be a gauntlet. You come out of the West, you've earned your trip to the finals. Oh, I see Patrick Beverly got traded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you. Oh, you just. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to get rid that. Yeah, Pat Bev's got a shocker. Shocker. He's gone. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Listen. Uh, what's next? I mean, we were Super Bowl. We write tips. Oh shit! We're at the Super Bowl. God, we're we're running we're running way too long. Lots of happenings. Big day. Uh, well, uh, hold it, hold it. More breaking news. Here comes Bobby. No, I just wanted to say that John Morant is no longer um, fine in the West, like he said he was. Okay. All right. All right. No, no, go away. No, go away. You can't. You can't just be bringing random thoughts. It's not a random thought section, right? It's material information. Uh, all right, uh, Kitch. We are backyard gambling, where we are picking our winner. Yep. Right. Yeah. We agree to that. Picking our winner. Uh, and then f- our five favorite props and the over under. Oh, and the over under. Sure. Okay. I gotta go. I've made. I think I've made most of my props. So I gotta. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull up the account as we do this, and I'll be ready to go. Okay. Uh, sure. I got. I'm sure. gonna go with Philly. I'm gonna run with Philly in the defense. I'm gonna be on them for. Uh, I just think this is a year. 13 wins. I think they uh, have a better defense and. Offensive mice button, and I think the defense can can shut down Mahomes to a certain degree. So I will go with them. I will get on the over. I think there's going to be some there's going to be some points in this game. I hope so. Make it exciting. So I'm, I'm on it, and I'm kind of hoping for it. 
my five props, they're all player props. I didn't get too fancy with these. Um, basically, I just haven't spent the time on, on looking into a lot of them yet. Uh, I'm going to take Mahomes rushing over rushing yards, over 20 and a half. I do like that. I think that he will... Uh, I think with with some with some Novocaine, a little bit of cortisone, um, some freezing, he'll be able to move around back there. And I think he'll be forced to. I think the defense will be coming at him, so I think he'll be forced to run. So I, I really like that uh, that line. I'm gonna take Miles Sanders rushing yards over fifty nine and a half. Um, he is uh, he's carried the ball a ton for Philly this year. Casey's got a they notoriously have a weak run defense. Now, obviously, they're going to be doing some stunts to, to try to affect that because they know this is where they're going to be picking on them. But I still like Miles Sanders to go over to 59.5, so I will take that. Uh, Devontae Smith, over 61.5 yards receiving. I do like that one. I think uh, I think he's going to be the go-to guy for Hurts in the game. Um, and he, he notoriously, what I read up is he notoriously plays on one side of the field. I think it's the left side of the field where Kansas City is weaker from a defensive uh, uh, DB standpoint. So did some reading on that. I like that. I do like Isaiah Pacheco receiving yards over 16 and a half. I think if you do see that, you do see the Philadelphia pass rush and crunch. I think you'll see some dumb passes off to Pacheco for some nice, uh, nice receiving yards. And my last one is Quez Watkins uh, receptions under one and a half. I don't think he sees the field. Oh, backup tight end. You don't think he's getting any, you don't think he's getting any love he's a blocking tight end. Um, maybe they get one little, Dinky pass to him to uh, to offset the uh, the monotony, but uh, I don't think they get two passes to him, so I'm going under on Watkins. Okay, well there you go. Um, I, I'm as I'm looking at my account, I made a lot of bets that I was. I, I, they're all coming back to me. I had I had noticed that I made this this many bets. Uh, not sure what I've been doing at night. Uh, all right, listen, we have a couple that are the same, so I'm, I'm gonna. But I've. Um, I've part, I've got a little I got a little fancier than you do, but I'm with you on the Eagles. I have them, I got them at minus two. I know it's one and a half now, but I have the Eagles minus two. Uh, I don't like what's the what is the over right now? Fifty two. Oh. All right. Well, let me let me have a look. See, well, you can't just say you like the over and not have a number. We have to like we have to be able to we have to be able to validate 51. this shit. Yeah, it is fifty one. God. All right, I'm going to go over as well, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I really, I really don't yeah, like I it. Love it either. But here we go on the prop bets. So I got uh, because I'm always trying to press up the action a little bit, as you know, Kitch. It's uh, straight, straight up bets don't really do much for me. Um, my first one, and I love both these: uh, Pacheco over 15 and a half receiving yards, and I, I parlayed that with Jalen Hurts over 10 and a half rushing attempts. The kneel down, by the way counts as a, as a rushing attempt. So if they're winning, so a lot of this is predicated on them actually winning the game and, and shit happening. Um, uh, another one, 10 to 1, my boy Gainwell, who is a bit of a stud out there, over 50 and a half rushing yards, 10 to 1, all over it. Um, now here's the one, here's the one I like the best. Um, it's it's complicated, but here, here we go. So Pacheco, again, over... Now, this one's 16 and a half receiving yards. Kadarius Tony over 23 and a half receiving yards. Mahomes over 26 completions. No team to score three three times unanswered. <laughs> I can't write that down. Just just let me know if you win or not. No. Well, yeah, I will let you know if I win or not. 17 to 1. 17 to 1. Uh, that's a, 
it's aggressive. So, because I think Mahomes is going to be throwing it all. I think he's going to be throwing it all day and a lot of dink and dunks, right? So, I, I think twenty six. I actually that straight up is not actually not a bad bet. Twenty six completions. I do like that. Uh, and then, well, these are my favorites, right? These are this is the one where it gets exciting. I did this on both sides. I want Eagles to win the first half. Game goes to overtime, forty to one. You love the tie. And that, I love. I do love the tie. I do think is what they listen. They changed the playoff rules this year for overtime. We haven't had an overtime yet. Game. It's it has to happen. This could be the game. Uh, and I did the same for the Chiefs, but we count that as one. So I did both like Chiefs to win the first half and overtime. So the game goes overtime. As long as it's not tied at half, that'd be a disaster because I always make that bet. And this year I didn't. And this year I didn't. I didn't do tie tie. Um, but then the other one uh, and my last one, which I like. Pressing the Chiefs up to three plus three and a half, and I pressed the over under to sixteen and a half. I went under. That's even money. So Chiefs plus three and a half, over under go under sixty and a half. Even money. So I did that too. It's a bit of my hedge. Should the Chiefs uh, win the football game? Well, I like it's still I can win both, right? I can have the Eagles win, yep. win by three, and I'm and I'm goal. And the game, you know, and score fifty nine points, and everyone's happy. Well, win the over and the under. So there we go. There we go. Those, those are my prop bets. I hope, uh, you know what? Uh, John, you know what we need to do on TikTok Nation? Can we just put um, a cut up of just our picks, like what we put out there? Like to show a screenshot of it, basically? Yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah, Perfect. yeah, I think we should do that. We should probably do that before Sunday. No, let's let's amend it after Sunday. <laughs> okay, okay, that was a joke. That was a joke. John, I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> uh, all right, Kitsch. Yeah. We're going to get out of here. Yeah. We're an hour in already. Uh, what drives? My wood drives uh, this week because it happened last night. And it's happened a few times. And it happened with you sometimes, too. So I have to, I have to put you straight. Uh, leaners. Oh. Leaners at the Raps game. Okay. When you, when you sit <laughs> in your seat at the Raps game, you can't sit leaning forward the whole game. Like people sit like with their, with their elbows on the top of their knees, leaning forward because nobody beside you can see the other end of the court because you're leaning forward and you can't expect everybody to lean forward for the entire game. There is a chair at the games with a back on it. And the reason chairs have backs on them is so you can lean against them. And so then everybody can see the game. It amazes me that people that lean forward at these games with no idea that the person beside them can't see the other end of the court. Like I had a girl sitting next to me last night. It was leaner. A woman, a woman. I said leader and she's leaning in. And I'm like, I had to look over her head. I was actually sitting the whole game watching the other end of the court over her head. And she never sat back in her chair once. Like wake up, get like, figure out what's going on around you. Don't lean in front of the people beside you. Everybody wants to see the game. Well, first of all, I take offense uh, that you call me a leader. No, no, I'm not a leaner. Uh, I may be exasperated and go forward at some stage and then come flying back. I don't, I don't, there's no way I don't lean no. for consecutive minutes for no. no, I don't. That's bullshit. Don't let me into this. That, that, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, don't let me into that. Whoever that poor woman who was just trying to enjoy the game with you snarling at her the whole time. Yeah. Completely. I stared at the back of her head unless I moved around. Was it, did we have four seaters last night? Or did, was it just two? Yeah. Just you and Deno? Big week for yeah. Deno. Not on the pod. You're getting two Raptors games. That, you know what? I don't like that. And he clearly is not jumping in this week. Uh, you know, I don't have anything great um, for what drives this week, even though I will next week after my after my seven days on the road with my son. I'll, I'm definitely, I will definitely have some for next week. Um, 
But can I just say American Airlines out of Charlotte, just you, they should blow up that airport. Because there's no, there's absolutely no reason I'm pretending like they have a schedule of planes that actually take off on time and get you to your destination where you want to be. Because it just doesn't work. Charlotte's a disaster, and they should just stop. They should just stop pretending. They should just be like, you know, listen, if you fly through Charlotte, we don't guarantee that you get anywhere. Uh, I flew from Bermuda, well, and I thought I was flying directly to Savannah. Then I have a 45 minute ride to my. Uh, my dom- uh, where I uh, lay my head at night in Hilton Head. Unfortunately, I got to the Bermuda airport. It already said it was going to be late, and then it got later. And that's the worst part, too, but that drives me crazy. And they say, oh, the, it's going to be 45 minutes late. And then the next step, oh, it's going to be an hour and a half. Oh, it's going to be three hours late. So now I'm immediately scrambling. Uh, I think, But I'm thinking there's a later flight. I'll be able to catch the, late, like the last flight of Charlotte. To- well, there is no later flight. The one flight I was on, like at six o'clock, was the last one of the day, which I find very hard to believe. Um, and so I'm going to miss that by a country mile. And then, in their infinite wisdom, they put me on the next day's flight at three p.m. Three p.m. Can you give me? A, I'm like, oh, that's a great. So what did I do? I rent a car service and do the four-hour drive sure. from. From uh, Charlotte to Savannah, which I don't recommend anyone ever does when they're not in a great uh, headspace. Um, and then, thank God I wasn't driving. But then, we're two hours into the trip. Boom! Stand still. I li- I've never. This has never happened to me before. We were in a two-hour stand. The car did not move for two hours. So it's normally four hours. It's now a six-hour trip, and I rocked in at two thirty in the morning. So thanks a lot, American Airlines. And thank you for putting me on the next day's flight at fucking 3 p.m. Like I have nothing else going on. If I wanted to get there at 3 p.m. the next day, I would have flown on Friday yeah, to start right. with. I would have tried to fly on Thursday. Uh. Fucking idiots. Anyway, so yeah, American Airlines, Charlotte, I just, you, you've driven, I think, you, and it's not just me. I speak for anyone who's ever uh, flown through that airport in the last 24 months. Well, it's, it's a disaster. Six foot ceilings in that place. I was, when I got out there, I was like, it was. It was. It, it does need a refurb. Oh, okay. Listen, but but Bobby, but this is. I'm never doing the pod with Bobby in the room again. What What do you want now? Speak into the mic. I just want to do my what drives because it kind of it it kind of it kind of it ties into the to the to your theme of um the Charlotte airport and how we had a tight connection um from Charlotte to Montreal, um, so. A combination of, of two things. One, we land on like a little bit late, so it's fine. But you know, the jet bridge didn't work. They we stood at our gate without opening the door for at least fifteen minutes. Um, oh, it's longer than that. Yeah, as they tried to get the jet bridge to work, they did eventually. But the next part, our bags are suspect to make it, even if we're there on time, because it's like a forty-minute layover. So these guys are taking their sweet time with our bags. I mean, they are literally like they're scanning it and they're bringing new luggage carts to get the bags, but they're not loading them very well. And it was, oh, I've never been so appalled Appalled. by an airport. I hate Charlotte. We've had some horror stories there, but this one was was like, oh, goodness. Thank God we got to uh, Montreal that night with our bags. Yeah, so that actually all kind of worked out. Yeah, but if not, it would have been. Tragic. The next day, it was no close. So that, so that was kind of a not really what drives you crazy. That was sort of just a story. Um, 
which is fine. But he is right. Like, cause we were, of course, because we were late again and it did look like we were going to miss our connection, which was our only connection to get to Montreal. There was zero chance. Like if we don't make, and then the jet bridge. So it was, it was a comedy of errors. Um, but you know what, Bobby, I'm not so sure at 17, you should even ever, when have you been appalled before? You're only 17. You should have no scenarios where you've been appalled in your life. Yeah. I've been appalled. You live, you live a charmed life. <laughs> You're appalled. Uh, all right, listen. It'll be a catch. We gotta get out of here. Oh, I got one. TikTok. So let's. Uh, and it, it, TikTok. Fifteen thousand. Okay. Well, I have two. Then I have two. I have two. Um, so uh, AOB. The reason why uh, Robert and I are together, uh, we are out seeing universities uh, for Bobby's big move uh, out of the out of the, out of the house next year to uh, some campus, some unsuspecting campus. Uh, checked out Miguel Kitch. I loved right Miguel. The mountain there. I loved it. I did. Oh my, it was awesome. Nice McGill was awesome. Uh, and I think Bobby was actually a little caught off guard as to how much he liked it. Um, so there, there may actually be some debate as to where he ends up, but we were at Western today. Uh, you know, and I liked Western too. It, of course, it was a terrible, shitty, rainy day. So I don't think we got it in all its glory, but I did like what I got. I got a good vibe. We went to the Ivy building. Ivy building is pretty impressive. Um, so we did all that. Um, so it was, yeah. So that was, so we're in the midst. I'll keep everyone posted on what the uh, the end result is. But we've got one more to see UBC out in um, in March, and then uh, it'll be decision time. But this is yeah, it's all kitsch. It's all happening. Freedom. It's all happening. Freedom, baby. Bobby's out. Bobby's <laughs> well, freedom. <laughs> I have a third, a third more freedom after this. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, and then quickly TikTok. I mean, producer John, you if there's like an award for uh, TikTok producers or uh, podcast producers who. Uh, know what they're doing on tiktok i i would put you up there we're at 15 well here let's get let's get the exact count last week when i gave the count we were at ten thousand five hundred. remember as we as we are, are are on air uh we are currently at fifteen thousand three hundred. almost five thousand more followers in a week no it's we were ten five or fifteen three no ten five 10 five, 10 five. Um, and with our number one, uh, our giveaway uh, clip on the talk has over 200,000 views. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, I mean, we're borderline influencing uh, more hate. We're influencing more hate on TikTok, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, but look at it. See, I'm just, I'm, look at, I'm, I should. You know, next week I'll pull up a few of the of the hates that we get, so people can understand what I'm talking about. It's incredible. It is incredible. Uh, some of the shit people can say. Uh, yeah, all kinds of great. Hey, anyways, all right. Well, that's right. that's it for us uh, on on trade deadline uh, 2023. But yeah, I mean, I guess I guess the good thing is, Kitch, tomorrow is we're going to know all the players who are playing tomorrow night for the Raptors. No, There'll be no new faces. We were, uh, yeah, somebody came. No back surprises. No surprise. They're all the same. All right. All right, Messiah. Messiah, you take this one away. Go ahead. Kawhi <laughs> up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win. Kawhi Leonard with the game winner. Hang <laughs> it.